Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year. Then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. And the date I'm posting this is the 19th day of January 2017. And I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from a Sully Baseball studio that I'm clicking at in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of the San Francisco Giants. Okay, this is going to be one of those podcasts where I start recording at one point, and then I pick it up at another point. I posted my Kurt Flood podcast yesterday, so I can just focus this on the Hall of Fame election, which is going to be announced on Wednesday. Now, I'm recording this, this part I'm recording the day before the Hall of Fame election because I want to get my thoughts on this. I, I've already written a, a, a blog post on the topic uh, where I gave my Hall of Fame ballot. Now, this is a super crowded ballot. It's super crowded because people aren't sure what to do with PED users. We're not sure what to do with this. We're wringing our hands. We're clutching our pearls. We're doing all the things wondering should we have players who clearly have put up Hall of Fame stats throughout their career, should we allow them in to the freaking Hall of Fame? And now the Hall of Fame is crowded, the ballot is crowded with the likes of, I love you, Tim Wakefield, I love you, Jason Varitek, I love you, J.D. Drew, you helped win World Series for the Red Sox, you're not getting to the Hall of Fame. The likes of Arthur Rhodes, Matt Stairs, Pat Burrell, Melvin Mora, even Edgar Renteria, who had a wonderful career. A wonderful career. But it's not the hall of wonderful careers. It's the hall, it's the elite players. It's the absolute best players who should be enshrined. Now, the Bonds and Clemens, by any merit, are two of the greatest players in the history of baseball. And yet they've been on the outside looking in because of the PEDs. And I get it. I get it. I do get it. I get if you don't want to vote for them. I get if you don't want to vote for a PED user. And I also believe, and I've said this before, this is not a court of law. This is not a right. If you think that Jeff Bagwell took PEDs, and I do, I think he did. I don't know he did. I can't put my hand on the Bible in a court of law and say, I know he did. He probably did. Would not surprise me. And if that's enough for you to say, do you want, I'm not sure if this guy did PEDs or not. No, I'm not going to vote for him. I'd rather err on the side of not voting in a juicer than voting in a juicer. I get that. I totally do. And if that's your criteria of voting, I'm not going to debate you on that. I'm not. It's the Hall of Fame. It should be fun. Okay? Now, over the years, I've taken the attitude of, eh, all right, there are juicers. They're PED users, but they also made up the fabric of the game and the story of the game. And quite frankly, there are a lot of players who are connected to PEDs, whether we know it or not, who I think it's crazy to go on recording the history of the game without including them. You may not agree with me on that. That's your right. For me, it's, I've had enough distance from it that I could see, do you know what? The number of players who are doing it is probably so high and astronomical that we can almost start to look at their numbers and say, all right, well, this was the era that they played in. 
And also, I've come to grips with the fact that there are some truly horrific people in the Hall of Fame right now. And I would much rather honor a Bonds or a Clemens than walk past a Tom Yawkey or some of the other horrible people who currently have a plaque. So, before we react to the announcement, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to do these things ahead of time so I can react accordingly. I, I, they have the 10 person rule on the ballot, which I think is bananas, um, but fine, that's the rule. So I picked the 10 that would be on my ballot. If I had a ballot, here are the ones I would check. So I'm going to put that on the podcast. I'm also going to make my prediction of what will happen. Now, keep in mind, I filled out all 10. And I didn't fill out all 10 with a mindset of, well, I want to give this person a vote so they don't fall off the ballot. No, these are 10 players who I believe had Hall of Fame careers, and I want all 10 not only in the Hall of Fame, but in the Hall of Fame now. I want to have a 10-person class to make up for some of the past years where it was thin. Okay, the first two. And these are in alphabetical order, and I get the first two out of the way, Bonds and Clements. Now, I get it, they're probably not going to be voted in this year, but I do think the inclusion of Selig will open the door. Also, the inclusion of Piazza, who I believe is a Hall of Famer, of which there was a ton of PED whispers about him. And who knows, probably true, but I don't know for a fact. I believe, yeah, he probably did, and I don't care. I think he had a Hall of Fame career. And I think that if you can pinpoint when Bonds and Clemens ballooned up in the mid-90s, guess what? They were already Hall of Famers before that. So if you want to use that metric, go ahead. But Bonds and Clemens, I think they should be in the Hall of Fame. I think the fact that this is, what, their fifth ballot, that they've been forced to sit in the corner, you know what? I'm willing to move on. Bonds and Clemens have not necessarily been their greatest uh, advocates, although the fact that you start to see players like Bonds and McGuire and Matt Williams entering the ranks of the coaching world and everything like that, do you know what? Maybe for some people it's time to move on. If you don't want to move on, again, that's a you issue and it's up to you and I won't debate it, but for right now, Bonds and Clemens will get my vote. Next, in alphabetical order, from the Montreal Expos, and the, if you're an Expos fan, you're going to like this ballot I have, but let's bring in Vladdy Guerrero. There were a bunch of outfielders on the bubble for this ballot of mine, and because I limited it to 10, I, I love Guerrero. I thought he put up great numbers. I thought he was a great defensive player. I thought he had it was a dominant force, did a lot of it in anonymity in Montreal. Um, I want him in the Hall of Fame. There you go. Uh, Edgar Martinez, he's on my ballot. Yes, I'm voting for a DH. If, you have to be, if you're a DH, if you're a specialist, if you're a specialist like a DH or a closer, you have to be extraordinary. And I believe Edgar Martinez was an extraordinary hitter, uh, the best right-handed hitter of his generation. I, I have no bones about saying that. Certainly the best right-handed hitter uh, of the 90s, and he was an absolute wrecking ball of an offensive you know, uh, offensive force for the Seattle Mariners and made the players around him better as well. I get why people are tough on DHs. I am too, but I think Edgar makes the cut. Uh, Mike Mussina, 
ace caliber pitcher. Ignore the ERA. He was playing in the steroid era. He was playing in Camden Yards. He was playing in the AL East. He put up the great numbers year in and year out, right to his final 20-win season. Not that I'm a big believer in 20 wins anymore, but he was a terrific player year in and year out for the Orioles and the Yankees and had some big games in the postseason as well for both Baltimore and New York. So I, he's a great pitcher. I hope he gets in. I think he deserves it. Tim Raines, lots been written about him. Lots have been talked about him. It's his final year on the ballot. Absolute no-brainer. No-brainer. Greatest leadoff hitter not named Ricky Henderson. Was an offensive powerhouse whose stats are comparable to Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn got on in the first ballot. Tim Raines is hanging on on his final chance. It's a little bit bananas, but maybe this is one of the advantages of having a player on the ballot for a long time. You know, Tim Raines was able to plead his case. Burt Blylevin was able to plead his case. And so here we go. Tim Raines, I believe he'll get in anyway. Next up, hey, folks, you heard what I said about PEDs. Bear with me, Manny Ramirez. I know he was caught twice. I know he won't get elected because he was caught twice. He was an absolute, one of the most dominant forces I've ever seen as an offensive player, just as an all-around hitter, and was as entertaining a player as I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, he got to be, he, I, I've always equated him as a trip to Las Vegas, that it was really fun at first, and then it gets really dangerous, and then it gets to be, oh man, we got to end this, because this is getting awful really fast. All that's true, but... He also was a great, great player and a huge postseason performer with his MVP in the 2004 World Series for the Red Sox. And let's face it, even if you don't agree with me, Manny Ramirez giving a Hall of Fame speech. You'd watch it. I'd watch it. Hey, here's another guy with PED staying on him, but do you know what? I'm going to vote for him because it's Pudge Rodriguez. The best all-around catcher I ever saw. He should not have won the MVP in 1999. That was Pedro's. But he basically picked up the Florida Marlins, carried them to the World Championship, and then damn nearly did the same thing with the Detroit Tigers. Great player, great hitter, great defender, great catcher. Belongs in there. Hey, did I mention that the 2004 Red Sox have Manny Ramirez on my ballot? They also have Kurt Schilling. Is he a blowhard? Yeah, but he was our blowhard. Is it kind of tough to listen to him? Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. I don't want to talk politics with him, but he was a great pitcher. Not just a great big game postseason pitcher, but a great regular season pitcher. He never won the Cy Young Award because he played in the same league as Greg Maddox and Randy Johnson, but holy cats, look at his years. And compare that with some other years of guys who won the Cy Young Award. He had a great career. Uh, there was a bunch of outfielders that were kind of on there as I went with my, you know, as I was nine players in, that tenth player on the ballot. Uh, it was kind of a coin flip between a few of them, and I landed on Larry Walker. Um, I talked about him last week, great player for the Rockies. Yes, I know PED era and cores are going to make people not look at his stats, but he was great year in and year out, and great defensively as well. And, hell, I want to get a Rocky into the Hall of Fame, so there you go. Uh, you can make, you could convince me um, on Bagwell. You can convince me on Gary Sheffield. Obviously, PEDs are not going to be a deterrent for me. Uh, you can convince me on Sammy Sosa. 
I almost wrote Sosa. It came down, it really came down to Sosa, Bagwell, and Sheffield, and Walker. Those four players, I would probably vote for all of them if I had a longer ballot. I went with Walker for his great all-round play and everything like that, but you can make the case for all of that. Yeah, Sosa too. Now, I'm not a big Jeff Kent fan. As I just said, I mean, I just casually extended this to 14, so Kent would be like 15 on my ballot. Um, Lee Smith, I'm sorry, uh, not for me. Uh, Trevor Hoffman, he blew too many big games for me. I'm sorry, he saved a ton of games. But then in the big spot, if you're a specialist, you have to come up big in the big spot. And he came up small in the big spot. Not just the brocious homer, but he blew a save in the, the league championship series against the Braves that year. He blew a game in the 96 playoffs for the Padres. He almost single-handedly kept the Padres out of the postseason in 2007. I I'm sorry. You can't be a specialist and keep blowing the big games like that. I think Billy Wagner has a more compelling case than Trevor Hoffman. But those that's my personal ballot. Now, what do I think is going to happen? I think Hoffman's going to get in. I think Bagwell's going to get in. And I think Reigns is going to get in. I think those are the three. You know, Trevor Hoffman, Jeff Bagwell, and Tim Reigns. I think you're going to see huge strides for Bonds. You're going to see huge strides for Clemens. You're going to see... Pudge Rodriguez is going to be really high up there, as will Vladdy Guerrero. And I think you'll see some movement uh, upwards for both Mucina and for um, Edgar Martinez. I think you'll have three in there. I think it'll probably take two more years to get Bonds and Clemens into the Hall of Fame. But they will eventually. But th those are my predictions. That's who I want. I gave you my 10 that I wanted, and I gave you the three that I thought were going to get in. So when this, you know, you already know because you're listening. But when this podcast picks up, I will go over the people who actually got in, and I'll give you my thoughts on that. And then, you know, the thing is, is with a, as crazy a ballot as we have right there, where I just casually rattled off 14 players who I think have a compelling case for the Hall of Fame, and that does not include two players who will probably be elected. So I guess you can have 16 players on this ballot who have compelling cases for the Hall of Fame. I, I really hope we don't have a lot of, hey, here's a sympathy vote for Casey Blake. Hey, Melvin Morrow was always nice to me. Here's a vote for you, Melvin. No, no, no. No time for that. No time for that. So uh, I'll pick this up when I find out who got in. All right. Well, we've got our results, and you already knew, listening to the first part of the podcast. Uh, Bagwell got in. Uh, I was totally expecting that. Tim Raines got in, thank God. Uh, and he got in with 86%. I mean, no one cares what percentage they got in, but they got in handily. The thing I find fascinating is that Pudge Rodriguez got in. That's huge. I did not expect him to get in. It was his first year of eligibility. There are PED uh, allegations swirling around about him, uh, but he got in on the first ballot. Good. The thing I find interesting is that Trevor Hoffman was five votes shy. You need 332, and Vladdy Guerrero was about you know 18 votes shy. I may get that number slightly wrong, but it was it was pretty close. Man, I I wish. Now look at uh, as I as I said earlier in this podcast, I, I'm not a 
big Trevor Hoffman guy and and Jeff Bagwell wasn't on my ballot. But I wish those five voters did vote for Hoffman and those extra voters voted for Vladdy because it would have been fun to see five players in in one class. And it also would have said, OK, fine, let's start clearing off the ballot. But, you know, you did clear you've cleared Bagwell out of there. Reigns is going to be cleared off anyway. We don't have to debate Padre Rodriguez. Now, Bagwell wasn't on my ballot. Uh, and and I could you know I get his his argument. Uh, he's not on my ballot, and I'm. But part of me is glad he's in because I don't have to think about it anymore. Bagwell right now for me is someone like Bruce Souter or Don Sutton. I'm not sure if I would have voted for him, but you know what? They're in, and it's not like they stink. You know, Bagwell had a wonderful career. And is he in the Hall of Fame? Great. Trevor Hoffman clearly is going to get in the Hall of Fame now, as he nearly got in this year. And Vladdy Guerrero, wow, what a, what a first year on the ballot, nearly got in. So, you know, Vlad and Trevor Hoffman are certainly going to get in next year. There's almost no chance of them not getting in at this point. And you see players like Edgar Martinez, you know, 58%. Roger Clemens, 54%. Barry Bonds, 53%. That's big. Now, look at Bagwell never tested positive for PEDs. I've said on here, I absolutely, he is the absolute poster child for someone who probably took PEDs. I don't know that he did. I believe that he did. I certainly suspect that he did. If that makes you mad, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You know, but I, that's not the reason why he wasn't on my ballot. He wasn't on my ballot because there's 10 you got to put on there. And there was a color. I had Manny Ramirez on there, for goodness sakes. And I weighed other things like, you know, other elements over Bagwell. But he's in, and he's had a wonderful career, and, and you know, I'm sure that everyone's happy in Houston, and it makes the Larry Anderson for Jeff Bagwell trade even more of a failure. But the interesting thing is, is that you know, there are allegations swirling around Piazza and Bagwell. There was some real, huh, what's going on here, going on with Pudge Rodriguez. And the voters have said, you know what, they're Hall of Famers. They're Hall of Famers. Distance. We've moved on. Which means that it just means that time is on Clemens and Bonds' side. They have five more years of eligibility. And I think the voters are getting younger. And there's less of a, you know, there's less of an onus on it. Yeah, there's more of a sense of, do you know what, they represent the certain greatness that happened in baseball and they were great players and it wasn't all PEDs and this was the era that they played in so look at you know Bud Selig is in the Hall of Fame wow there you go guy who colluded is in the Hall of Fame and Sherholtz is going to be in the Hall of Fame and now we have Bagwell, Reigns and Pudge Rodriguez and you know I was going through when you go through teams that won the World Series and you like to see which teams had a, a Hall of Famer on them, 
Well, the 2003 Marlins have a Hall of Famer. The world champion 2003 Marlins have Padre Rodriguez. He is uh, he's in the Hall. There he is. He's not the first Marlin in the Hall of Fame. That would be Andre Dawson, who finished his career in Miami. But the first one to really be a big part of a world champion for the Marlins, boom, bingo, there you go. There you go, Pudge Rodriguez. And lest we forget one of the greatest teams in the history of baseball with the 1998 New York Yankees. Now, you already have a manager in the Hall of Fame with Joe Torre there. And inevitably, uh, Mariano Rivera, I almost said Mariano Duncan, Mariano Rivera is going to get in the Hall of Fame, as will Derek Jeter. Uh, and, you know, maybe one or two other players from that team, but certainly Rivera and Jeter will be in. But Reigns is already in. And do you know what? I obviously was no fan of those teams, you know, but the fact that Reigns was a player, played in the 96 World Series, played in the 98 postseason with the Yankees, was on those two world championship teams. You know, you don't like to see the Yankees win, but you're glad that Tim Raines was able to finish his career with a couple of World Series rings on his finger. So there you go. I'm happy with this class, even though, you know, I had 10 on my ballot and three got in, and one of the three were not one of the 10 on my ballots. But, you know, as I said, I can't, I can't be mad that Jeff Bagwell is a Hall of Famer. You know, I would have preferred Vladdy Guerrero over him. I would have loved to have seen Bonds and Clemens. And wouldn't that in some ways have been the way to do it? When you have Seelig in there, you have Bonds and Clemens there as well. That you take the good, you take the bad, you, you sing the theme song to the facts of life, and in the end, you move on. But that being said, next year's Hall of Fame class is already in our sights. Next year, first year Hall of Fame on the ballot, you're going to have Chipper Jones, you're going to have Jim Tomei, and you're going to have Scott Rowland, who should at least get a real big, I don't know, examination. And you're still going to have Bonds, you're still going to have Clemens, you're still going to have Mussina, you're still going to have Schilling. You're still going to have Edgar Martinez and Vladdy Guerrero. You're still going to have Gary Sheffield. Hell, you're still going to have, who else are you going to have? I mean, you're still going to have a lot of good quality players who are going to be on the ballot. So who fell off this year? I'm actually seeing this for the first time. Who got under the 5%? Um, Posada won't be back. Maglio Ordonez won't be back. Um, you know... I'm a diehard Boston Red Sox fan. Who gave Tim Wakefield a vote? Seriously? On this crowded a ballot? Two for Jason Varitek? Seriously? Edgar Renteria got two. Well, at least in Renteria's case, he had World Series of heroics in the 1990s and the 2010s. But seriously? Anyway, well, folks, it's Hall of Fame Day, and... It's going to be a fun day next year. And wait, did Sammy Sosa? Sammy Sosa is still on the ballot. Sheffield is still on the ballot. Wagner is still on the ballot. Let's look at some of these players, shall we? Let's look. And Lee Smith is falling off the ballot. So, happy Hall of Fame Day. Hope you enjoyed my somewhat inaccurate predictions. 
and go to sullybaseball.com. Like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the 19th day of January 2017. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.